Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying your summer. One thing's for sure, we're not having a boring summer, at least not politically. We're just coming off of the RNC convention and heading into the DNC convention. And uh, we've been, there's a lot of stuff going on politically in our nation right now, certainly a lot of things that are sad and warrant our prayers. I hope that the podcast that I did last week was an encouragement to you. I know that for me, in the midst of all of these things that seem to be so troubling around us, particularly uh, the backlash against the police in this nation by movements like Black Lives Matter and some of the other um I don't even know what the, uh, it's ungodly, these movements that are happening across the country. They're certainly not helping. Um, it's encouraging to me in the midst of that to see the lives of people who are being changed because of the message of the gospel. And at the end of the day, that's why I shared Judy's story, because her life was changed, not as a result of anything she did, but as a result of something that Jesus did inside of her. And the truth is, at the end of the day, we don't have a race problem in this country, we have a sin problem in this country, and we have decided as a nation to take God out of virtually every aspect of public life. And recently, uh, we've uh, been seeing movements uh, in the government, in different governments. Uh, one of those places is Iowa, where uh, legislatures are trying to legislate what pastors can teach on issues such as sexuality, even in their churches. And so we need to be in prayer as a nation. And I hope that you are uh, praying with your spouse. I hope that you're praying uh, with your children. I hope that you're spending time every day on your knees before the Lord in prayer and certainly reading His Word. Uh, these are simple things that we can do that actually have an absolute eternal um, impact on what's happening around you. Did you know, women, that when you pray, men and women, when you uh, come before the Lord in prayer, the Bible says that God bends down from heaven to listen. The psalmist David said that because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. And if there was ever an opportunity for us to be uh, seeing and witnessing a move of God in this country, it's right now. So I just want to encourage you, don't be discouraged. If you want more encouragement, go back and listen to what Jesus did in the life of my friend Judy Hill, because God can do that in the life of anyone. Um, I hope that you guys are enjoying these, these podcasts. I want to remind you, we are listener supported. You can support the podcast by clicking on the link on the show notes today. You can also find more information about the nonprofit organization that brings this podcast to you. That is firmlyplantedfamily.org. I want to just real briefly, for those of you who are considering bringing a fearless event to your neck of the woods, we only have three slots left for next year. February 3rd and 4th is open. Uh, the 28th and 29th, we're actually looking at coming to Dallas. So if any of you are listening uh, to this right now and you're thinking, man, I would sure love it if Heidi would bring her women's conference to Dallas. 
Uh, that's the date that we're looking at, April 28th and 29th. We need a location. And then uh, we have two weekends in May that are open right now. And one of them fills, we'll shut the other one down. But currently May 19th and 20th and the 26th and 27th are open. So if you are interested in bringing uh, the Fearless event to your neck of the woods, please let us know. We would love to do that. Uh, it's an opportunity for you to bring other women to spend a couple of days worshiping before the Lord, getting deep into the Word of God, and remembering who defines you. And the Bible says that even though the culture is trying to define you, God is the one who actually calls you by name. And he knows you. There are so many voices that are vying for a position of influence over the children of God right now, and many of them even claim the name of Jesus. And so how do you know what's true? How do you navigate the turbulent waters of the culture that's changing so rapidly around us every day? You get back to the Word of God. You go to the Word of God. Isaiah says that the Word of God never changes, that the God that we serve never slumbers or sleeps. He is always, always watching over his children, and he is not unaware of what's happening. So I want you to be encouraged. I'm going to skip topics today. And uh, oh, really quickly, I'll go back, I guess. If you're interested in bringing a fearless event to your neck of the woods, um, get a hold of Dorinda, Dorinda at thebusymom.com, D-U-R-E-N-D-A. She's the gal who coordinates all these for me. She's doing a bang-up job. And it's probably good for you guys to know where the current ones are. Um, I will announce that we have in Vancouver, Washington, our dessert this year is going to be held on October 7th. Our theme is redeemed. The cost is $15, and registration is going to open up for that pretty soon. So if you're in the Portland, Vancouver area, save the date. Uh, Friday, October 7th at 7 p.m. at the Northwest Baptist Convention Center. This is a day you will not want to miss it. We are going to have a hoot and holler in good time. Also, October 14th and 15th, I'll be at College Park Church in Indianapolis. You can register for that by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash fearless. Tickets for that event are on sale right now. And tickets for the Tampa Fearless event go on sale on August 1st. We expect that event will sell out as the Indianapolis event is almost sold out. And that event registration opens on August 1st. We'll be sharing that on both my Instagram and my Facebook page. So uh, stay in touch and uh, look for those events to open. You're going to want to register, especially for the Tampa event, as soon as it opens. Again, you can find the information on those events at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash fearless. All right, so here we are in the middle of summer. And I don't know about you, but I've heard my kids say about 17 million times this summer to me that they're bored. Do you know why my kids are bored? Because I won't let them watch TV. I know. Wah, wah. A moment of silence for not letting your kids watch TV. That's right. I'm a mean mom like that. I had a little bit, of, and it's not that I, I'm not like, you know, a Nazi about this, okay? I'm, you know, in the evenings, if the family's going to do something or we want to sit down and watch TV together, we will. But what I noticed was happening was because I'm tired and I'm, I'm take all the blame for this one right now, okay? I'm tired. And so my kids would say, can I watch, you know, I think my five-year-old said, you know, can I watch, um, Jay, what's that princess one? She, princess Sophia or Sophia the first or something. Anyway, he's looking at me like, what do I know about princesses? Anyway, so she wants to watch Sophia the first and I let her watch it on Netflix. <laughs> and I'm ashamed to admit that I'm pretty sure she watched Sophia the first for seven hours. I'm pretty sure that every once in a while I gave her a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> She kept right on watching Sophia the first. Well, after about two days of this, I was like, this isn't good, you know, and honestly, you know, we we just got off 
uh, our speaking, you know, our four month speaking trip. I just came back from Houston, which where we had a wonderful time in the woodlands. Uh, love the people of Houston and Dallas. I actually love going down uh, to that neck of the woods. My sister Haley lives there. Shout out Haley. Woo woo. Love you, girl. Uh, but I was tired. And so I'm letting my kids, really, that's what it is. When moms let their kids watch TV and play video games and stay in their iPads all day long, it's not because they're bad moms. It's because they're beat up moms. It's because they're tired moms. And so I'm not here to like heap condemnation on anybody, but I think beat up, tired moms create bored kids because we're, we sort of, you know, we're giving them this alternative to being bored, which is really screen time. And so I implemented with some fear and trepidation, this idea of no screen time. And there was some weeping and gnashing of teeth. And there was, you know, some, there are a couple of heated exchanges. There may or may not have been some tears involved from a couple of my kids. But guess what they're doing, you guys? They are going outside and they're drawing. And I went into, I should post a picture of this on Instagram. I went into uh, our big girls' room. Three of our girls share a room upstairs. The oldest in that room is 13 years old and the youngest is five. So we've got a five, a, uh, five, a 10, and a 13-year-old that share one room. And you can imagine, you know, they don't necessarily like to play the same things. They're not interested in the same things. But I went in there the other day and my kids had taken, um, after me telling them, absolutely no TV, find something to do. And if you can't find something to do, come to me and I'll give you something to do because I have bathrooms that need to be cleaning and windows that can be washed and floors that can be vacuumed, right? So the moms who are standing in front of the sink doing dishes right now are going, preach it, woot, woot, right? So I'm the chore mom. I'm like, you come to be bored and I'm going to give you chores. And so guess what they did? They didn't want to do chores because I made good on my promise a couple of days ago and gave them an entire day's worth of chores. And so then they were like, all right, we've, you know, did our daily chores and we don't want the extra chores. So we're going to find something else to do. So I went in my kid's room and they were playing with the cardboard blocks that have been in our family for a million years. And they were playing my my older, my 13-year-old playing with her five-year-old sister, you know, and they had made this magical kingdom from... Uh, a box full of My Little Ponies, and they had created waterfalls out of pillowcases, and they were singing and creating things. And really, that's what we want our kids to do. And here's the thing. When your kids come to you and they tell you that they feel bored, it makes you um, feel like a bad mom, right? Because after all, your kids are bored, and that's your fault, and you should find them something to do. I am here to tell you today that it is actually, I think, good for your kids to be bored. So instead of feeling responsible when you hear this from your kids and rushing to solve their problem and rushing to sign them up for a camp and rushing to sign them up for, you know, something that's going to help them not be bored, um I would I'm going to suggest that I think it's it's actually counterproductive. And I think that your kids need to engage with something that I engaged with when I was a kid and that is unstructured, unfilled, raw time, something that you don't, you we, we rarely get as an adult. And I was thinking about this the other day when I was in church listening to our, our pastor, and he was talking about the traits of a disciple. And he was saying that one of the traits of the disciple was that we engage in solitude. We get before the Lord by ourselves. And I was like, no, I don't. Like, I mean, I do do that, but stink if it's not hard to do. Solitude for moms is hard. And guess what? 
it's it's hard for our kids, but it's something that they need to learn to do. And when you give your kids unstructured time, what you're really doing is giving them the opportunity to explore what's going on in the world, to explore what's going on inside of them. It's actually the beginning of creativity. It's kind of how they learn uh, to engage their imagination. So it's, um, it's how they learn to think outside of the box. And I worry for a generation of kids who are being brought up with their faces on their iPhones and on their screens and doing what my daughter was doing and watching seven hours of Sophia the First. So uh, I want to just give you a couple of, of reasons, I guess. I hope I did give you some good reasons why I think your kids need uh, unstructured time. It is also essential for your kids to have the experience of deciding for themselves how to use periods of unstructured time. Or guess what? They're never going to learn to manage their time. And one of the biggest challenges I see in adult women, and it's why I wrote the Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Daylight, which I'll link back to today because it's all about time management. One of the biggest challenges that I see we face as a culture today is learning how to manage our time well. Uh, There's a quote from Nancy Blakely. Uh, and I want to read it to you. It says, preempt the time spent on television and organized activities and have them, your kids, spend it instead on claiming their imaginations. For in the end, that's all we have. If a thing cannot be imagined at first, a cake, a relationship, a cure for AIDS, it cannot be. Life is bound by what we can envision. I cannot plant imagination into my children. I can, however, provide an environment where their creativity is not just another mess to clean up, but welcome evidence of grappling successfully with boredom. It's impossible for boredom to deliver us to our best selves, the ones that long for and risk illumination and unspeakable beauty. If we sit still long enough, we may hear the call behind boredom. With practice, we may have the imagination to rise up from the emptiness and answer. Wow, I love that. So you might want to prepare for for rainy days by filling yourself with art supplies and writing materials and dress-up clothes. Instead of resorting to DVDs and video games, encourage your kids to go at it and use their imaginations. And moms, that means your house is going to be messy. All right. I'm always telling people, if you want to come over and see a clean house, make an appointment. If you want to come over and see me in my uh, in my habitat where there's things strewn all over my house pretty much all the time, uh, then you can come anytime. All right. Also want to remind you, it helps a lot if you can be a role model for your kids. And I know this is hard because in our in our you know, we're so connected to the internet all the time. We're so connected to our phones. We're so connected to the news and news cycles. Um, And so allowing ourselves to be bored seems like, you know, like an impossible task. But look around uh, at what's going on around you. And maybe while you're sitting in your doctor's office waiting for an appointment, um, most of the time we're buried in our smartphones, right? We're catching up on emails. Um, you know, we're we're watching, we're wasting our time essentially on the internet. I wonder what would happen if we just turned it off and just watched the world go by. I wonder what would happen if we just sat there for a while and we talked to our kids. I took one of my kids out the other day. Uh, I was running errands and I took her with me and I realized um, to my shame that I wasn't interested in a thing that my daughter was trying to tell me because it seemed, you know, it was boring, frankly, when she was, she wanted to talk about, it was so boring. And I realized here she was sharing with me about her world and this rock that she found in the backyard. And she was so excited and all these things she was going to do with it. And I just wanted to listen to the news because as always is happening around me, there was breaking news and things were happening. And I, I really, after about 10 minutes, I turned off the radio in my car and I looked at my daughter and I was like, I am really sorry 
my priorities are out of line. Can you start over again? And that kid, she lit up like a Christmas tree and proceeded to continue talking about her rock. So engage your kids uh, and don't be afraid of letting your kids be bored. I think boredom is a gateway to creativity. Let your kids be quiet for a while and then see if they can't answer that stillness with a spark of creativity. I'll see you back here next time at the Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.